Hello and welcome to the Dear Mama podcast. My name is Nikima Khan and I am so excited that you're here. Motherhood is a transformative experience. It brings new situations, joys and challenges. It makes sense that we need new skills and tools to manage this new stage of life so that we can show up as the best versions of us for ourselves as well as our family. After experiencing my own challenges with juggling the realities of modern motherhood, I went on a quest to find tools to support my mental, emotional, and physical well-being, uncovering personal and spiritual development tools that have helped me in my journey to find a calmer and more intentional life. After experiencing the benefits of walking this path for myself, I wanted to create a space to share with other mamas who needed this too. And so, the Dear Mama Project was born. Each week, I'll bring you an inspiring episode packed with practical personal development tools to help you in your own journey of becoming the best version of you. I'll also be sharing real mother's inspiring stories of using motherhood as a catalyst for personal transformation. It takes courage to decide that you want or need to change, or maybe that you want more. But I truly believe that motherhood presents us with a unique opportunity to grow and transform, and I can't wait to go on this journey together. Hello and welcome to episode 11. I had a few ideas about what I might cover in this week's episode, so I popped up a poll on Instagram stories to help me choose today's topic, and the most voted for topic was anger. So that is what today's episode is all about, and thank you for your input in helping me choose um, this week's episode. Anger is not something that we typically talk about, um, particularly in the context of motherhood. I think it's still very much a taboo topic for women to be angry, yet alone mothers. And to be honest, I think that that makes things worse and it's quite damaging for mental health. So I am really excited to be talking about conscious anger with you today. And I'm going to explain why I'm using that term and what it means to me in today's episode. I do want to preface this by saying that I am not a psychologist. If you are experiencing anger to the point that it's like really interrupting your life and you're really struggling with this and only you will know the answer to that question as to how much it's affecting you, but please go and chat to a professional about it because anger is a completely normal emotion. We shouldn't feel any stigma to talk about it or to reach out for support. It takes a lot of strength to work through our emotions and our problems. It is way easier to hide from them. So seeking help is admirable. And if that is you, I can't encourage talking to someone about it enough. I also want to say that if you're in a relationship where there is a lot of anger, again, please, please, please go and talk to a professional about it. Seeing a psychologist is an incredible self-help tool and I cannot recommend it enough. So a few quick messages before we get into today's episode. You may have seen on Instagram stories and on my Instagram feed now, actually, I put up a post about it today, that I am running a program called Alignment 2020 and it starts at the end of October or opens, the doors open at the end of October. And it's all about getting super clear about what your values are, making conscious decisions about your definition of success doing an audit of your life and getting really clear about where your values aren't being met or where you're living your life based on someone else's values. And then creating really clear 
goals and visions for what you want for your life and what you want going into 2020 and lots of different well-being rituals that you can implement in your life to support you in terms of alignment in 2020. So I'm super excited about this program. I went through this process myself of really getting pretty deep about what my values were and where I was spending time on things and doing things because I was hustling for worthiness and not because I was valuing myself or valuing the things that are actually ultimately really important to me. So I went through this process myself. It changed everything and I'm basically getting everything that I know and every experience that I went through as I did this and putting it into a program for you so that you can save the months and months that it took took me to get there and you can get that result a little bit quicker. So super excited. Keep an eye out. I will be sharing more on Instagram stories. Uh, last message is that I really need your help with growing the podcast. I'm so passionate about the things that we're talking about and this information and the wonderful guests that I'm having on the podcast. And I would love it to reach as many mums as possible and have as big a big an impact as possible. I, I can't do that by myself though. So I really um, appreciate any help you can offer. If you can leave a written review on iTunes that helps the iTunes podcast algorithm show the podcast to more people um, share it with a friend post it on Instagram stories and tag me I would love your help in getting the podcast out to more people so thank you for everyone who has already done that for me I appreciate it so much and yeah if you've got five minutes spare I would love your help okay so let's get into it shall we so anger is not something that we typically talk about in motherhood. It is still very much taboo, I believe, and I think that that makes things worse for people's mental health. Being able to have open and honest conversations, I think, brings everyone together. It makes you realise that you're not alone. I also think that things like this, the when, when you keep them in the dark, you can start to have shame attached to them um, and they can sort of fester and grow in the dark. So bringing them out into the light and talking about them, connecting over shared experiences is really important. So that is my objective with today's podcast. So the first thing I want to say is that it is absolutely okay and perfectly healthy to experience anger and frustration as a mum. You are not a robot and becoming a mother doesn't mean that you suddenly become void of feelings. Everyone has feelings and you are entitled to your feelings just as much as any other human being that is walking the planet. Just because you are a mum does not mean that you suddenly become void of emotion. So that is the first thing I want to say about anger. Anger, when it's healthy processed anger, is not something to be feared. It's a healthy emotion to experience and to express, and it's there for a reason. All of our emotions are messengers. They are trying to tell us something. And what anger is trying to tell us is that one of our values has been crossed or one of our needs hasn't been met. It's your way of saying, I have had enough, something needs to change. The important thing I think um, to mention here as well is that anger is like a secondary emotion in a lot of instances. So it's a response that we have to a, to a first emotion like fear or sadness. It can be like a slip that we cover over the top of the fear or the sadness emotion. So if you look at this in the context of men, because this comes up a lot with men, um, men are often told that it's not very masculine to show sadness or fear. So often instead of expressing their sadness or fear they express anger because that's seen as more socially acceptable for a man 
this is something that I am acutely aware of as a mama of a boy. And I'm really making a conscious effort to make sure that we always support the expression of all of his emotions and that there's no sort of conditions or stigma placed on that. I think that's a really important point to make as well, because there are a lot of issues with men's mental health. Um, If you look at suicide rates and depression, there, it, it's a huge, huge, huge issue. So I think that's one thing that we can be conscious of as mums um, of boys is to really try and help them process those um, emotions without putting any labels on it or um, putting any stigma on it as well. So for the purposes of this podcast, I've split anger into three categories so I can be really clear about what I'm talking about. So the first category is destructive anger. And the best way I can explain this is my little boy, I bought him, um, it was like a pack of eight books that talk about different feelings. And there's one book for anger and they have a little saying in it that it's okay to feel anger, but it's not okay to let our anger hurt people. So destructive anger is that anger that hurts other people. It's not okay when we're, when we make choices that hurt other people, we've all done it. Um, but that's sort of not healthy processed anger. So that's destructive anger. The second type of anger that I want to talk about is suppressed anger. So that's when we experience anger and we're um, feeling that emotion and instead of allowing ourselves to feel it and to process it, we shove it down and we keep shoving it down further and further and further until our blood stops pumping so hard until we can catch our breath again. And we just pretend that it's not there. We just shove it right down and don't deal with it. That's suppressed anger. The third type is processed anger. So that's when we feel it, we process it, we release it in a healthy and productive way. So in this podcast, I am going to talk about suppressed anger and processed anger. So with suppressed anger, I think this is probably the one that most mums have. And often if we don't process our suppressed anger, then it can end up leading to that other type of anger, the destructive anger. We are helping these tiny little people who have not yet developed the skills to process their own emotions. We have to help them navigate big emotional feelings and situations. And that often requires us to suppress our own feelings in the moment because we have to be the parent and the responsible adult and we have to help them out of those big feelings that they're moving through. I have a three-year-old and the emotional storms come thick and fast at this age. It's like being on a roller coaster and it's incredibly emotionally taxing as a parent. So I want to chat about this suppressed anger. I want to talk about the implications of suppressing your emotions long-term and how we can find ways to process our anger in healthy, productive ways rather than suppress it. So suppressing an emotion doesn't make it disappear. It doesn't process it and it doesn't dissipate it. It is stored in your body and it festers and starts coming out in other ways. There is loads of research to support that suppressing emotions and anger can impact our health and can cause illness and disease, but we still don't process it because of this stigma around anger. So when we suppress our emotions, in my experience, and this is all anecdotally, I have seen it come out in two ways. The first one is transference of anger. 
let's say your kids are driving you wild, you're getting pulled in a million different directions. They're throwing a tantrum, one just won't sleep, you get a call that your husband's going to be home late from work, your babysitter cancels, whatever it is, you have been given it thick and fast today and you have just had it. But you can't do anything because you're the responsible adult. You have to grin and bear it and you have no outlet to express that emotion. You don't talk about it with anyone because we can't talk about our anger because it's taboo. And then you keep shoving it down further and further until you can catch your breath. And you carry that around with you always. Then you duck out to the shops without the kid and someone cuts you off and suddenly you're raging. Or you have an out-of-proportion reaction to your little one making a mess or whatever it might be. But you bring all of the anger and frustration from those other situations with you into the present moment. I am currently reading a book, um, Daring Greatly, by Brene Brown. And there was an example that I heard that just totally cut to the core of when we're experiencing that transference of anger and I'm going to read a little bit to you now and it was an example from a woman who was talking about her experience with shame and how this kind of came out for her. So she said, one time I stopped by to get gas and my credit card was declined. The guy gave me a really hard time. As I pulled out of the station, my three-year-old started crying. I just started screaming, shut up, shut up, shut up. I was so ashamed about my card, I went nuts. Then I was ashamed that I yelled at my son. I think everyone has their own version of that story, but we've all experienced being in a situation where you have brought anger from other people or situations in your life into an interaction with someone that didn't belong there. This also comes out when you have spent the day with your kids and your husband comes home and you pick a fight with him because you just need a release. You need to get it out. You need to feel heard and you just need to ease the burden that you're carrying. So I have absolutely been guilty of doing this one myself um, and I very much try to be aware of it, but let's be honest, sometimes it still slips through because we are, as mums, constantly having to suppress those feelings, suppress our emotions, and if we're not getting opportunities to practice self-compassion, then it does, it's, it is going to explode somewhere and unfortunately a lot of the time that's in the direction of the people that are closest to us and who love us the most but I think the first step is really having awareness that it's happening and then once we have awareness we can obviously start making changes but please don't beat yourself up if you have been doing that because we've all done it. I hope that has helped you see that it's actually really healthy to process anger and that we should be doing it and that not processing it is actually more damaging than just acknowledging that it's there and finding a a healthy way to get it out. So next step, how can we process anger? The first thing I think is really important, and I think this is for any sort of personal 
development in general is separating yourself from your feelings and your um, emotions, your actions. Like you are not those things. You are the consciousness that sits above and that watches those things happen. I think that that separation is really important if you want to start making changes because if you're constantly in a reactive state where you're like, I am my thoughts, I am my emotions, I am my choices, then it's really hard. First of all, you can get a lot of guilt, um, but it's also really hard to start making changes. So what we want to do is kind of rise above the situation and sort of be the witness of what is happening and look at it with a bit of curiosity. Go, oh, I'm feeling anger right now. What does that feel like in my body? It feels like tightness in my chest. Or, oh, I'm feeling sadness right now. How does my heart feel? Like for me, um, since I started doing this, I can feel like when I'm sad, like my heart actually hurts. (laughs) Like it's kind of like a Um, I can't even explain it, like a fluttering of my heart. But it's interesting to just kind of remove yourself from the situation. Imagine it's like you're watching it from above and just with curiosity observe what's happening. What thoughts am I thinking right now? How does my body feel right now? What what is my mind telling me to do right now? And just watch. You don't necessarily need to make any actions. Just watch and observe. So once we're watching and observing and we're aware of our anger, we're practicing like, I guess, a bit of consciousness around it, then we can start looking at how do we actually process this anger. So some other ways to release anger. I think it's really important to note that emotions are felt in the body and anger for me always feels like, you know, my blood is boiling or I can feel my extremities more. You get that real like fight or flight kind of response. And if you look at something like crying, like crying is a physical release for an emotion like sadness or joy. And for me, finding physical releases for anger have also been really powerful. So I think it's interesting, and I was talking to my friend Kira from Soul Beauty Society about this recently. It's really interesting to look at how kids naturally process anger. Like if they're upset about something, you know, they scream, they cry, they throw themselves on the ground, they hit the ground with their hands, and they have this real physical reaction. And we teach them that that's not okay pretty much from as soon as they start doing it. We're like, no, you know, if you're angry, you you can't do that. But I kind of feel like kids instinctively know that they need that physical purge of the emotion and to get the energy out of their body. And we could kind of take a bit of a leaf out of their book. So some physical things that you might want to look at doing, boxing, exercise, running, dancing, putting on a really loud song, um, and just having that sort of physical release. Another great um, little activity that I have seen is in a book that I've recommended before on Instagram called How to Talk So Little People Listen. And they have an activity in there um, for kids, but I think would be helpful for anyone. And it's getting a piece of paper and a pen and just writing really hard until you rip the paper as just a way to kind of, again, move that energy out of your body and have that sort of physical representation of processing the emotion. Another really good tool to use is journaling. So getting it all down on paper helps process everything that's happening, but it also helps us identify patterns and triggers and the root causes of issues. So sometimes things are upsetting us, but there are other things happening that are contributing to the strength of that emotion. And being able to journal and get it all down on paper can help us start to identify what's actually happening. The biggest one, I think, is self-compassion. So 
even if you're going through a situation and, you know, you're having to suppress your emotions because your kid's throwing a tantrum and, you know, it's bringing up frustration for you, being able to grab your own hand and speak to yourself like you would a good friend who was going through the same thing and say, you know, it's okay, I know that this is hard for you, I'm here for you, we're going to get through this together and just giving yourself a little bit of grace and a little bit of love can be really helpful. Um, Even, you know, sort of popping your hand on your heart and saying the same thing, but just treating yourself like you would anyone that you love and trying to make sure that you're honoring your own feelings, giving yourself a bit of validation and sort of parenting yourself a little bit and just saying to yourself, like, you're doing a good job and this is really hard and I'm here for you. I hope that listening to this episode has helped you understand that there is absolutely nothing wrong with experiencing anger and you do not need to be some Stepford wife robot with no emotions. It is 100% healthy for you to have emotions. Being a mum and having to suppress your own emotions and your own feelings in the moment because you have to be the pillar of strength and the steady voice of reason for your little people, it is tough. Like, hats off to all of us for doing it because it is hard and yeah I just hope that you all know that you're not alone and that it's absolutely okay for you to have those feelings we all need to be super self-compassionate and really just yeah parent ourselves and mother ourselves and look after ourselves too so thank you for listening. I hope you have enjoyed this episode. I absolutely love connecting with you guys. If you want to send me a DM on Instagram or leave a comment on my post for this episode, I would absolutely love to hear from you. I hope you have an amazing week. Lots of love. Bye.